What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Bible says, be not deceived. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Welcome to Financial Issues, where we align reality with truth. Conservative talk radio you can count on. Financial issues that you need to know. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. We will simply apply to government the common sense that we all use in our daily lives. Now, here's your host, Dan Celia. Good morning. Welcome back to Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It is December 3rd, Friday, Rapid Fire Friday. It is great to be here. Uh, thank you for being with us. We're going to take a lot of calls. Let me just tell you what we do. I know some of you are tired of hearing about it, but we have so many new listeners on a regular basis. And we just, every Friday, we do a Rapid Fire. We've been doing it for many years. And what that means is we ask you to um, keep your question or your comment, uh, get right to the point, uh, get, get to the point of your question as quickly as we can or, or comment, and uh, then we move on. It's not a day uh, to answer, you know, five or six questions and analyze portfolios and individual stocks, analyze individual stocks. Just, you know, let's keep it moving fast. So we'll see how many calls we can get. There's, um, uh, we've, we've, a lot of uh, volume of calls every single day. So today we want to get to as many of those calls as we possibly can. So rapid fire Friday. So you keep your question to the point, very pithy, right? And I will try to do the same when I answer and then we'll move on to the next call. So if you want to get through, keep trying. You will get into the, to the queue. Remember, people are on hold. They lose their cell phone signal or they're driving or they go to work or they have to get out of the car. So the line opens up. We answer calls and the line opens up. There's a constant change. So keep on trying. If you get a uh, no answer, you know, just keep on, keep on trying. We'll, you'll, you'll get in the queue. You don't, when, the, when the line is open, you will get immediately in the queue because you don't have to wait for somebody to pick up. It just picks up automatically and puts you on hold and you'll start hearing the show and you'll know that you're in the queue. So uh, you can do that. If you want to do that now, there is two lines open, 610-363-1110, and we will uh, get to calls, break, and stay with them for the next two hours and 45 minutes. So hopefully you'll be able to do that. Um, and. That's what we're going to, that's what we do. So 610-363-1110, 610-363-1110. Non-farm payroll numbers came out. Uh, very disappointed, big time disappointed, increased only by 210,000 for the month. They were expecting, I don't know, 581,000, bit of a miss to say the least. 
you've heard what I said. I believe we got to have, you know, close to a million jobs to really start making some, some big time moves here. But look, uh, the interesting part is the labor participation went up. So it doesn't matter. You know, we got 210,000, but labor participation went out. That means more people are beginning to look for jobs, and that's good news. The unemployment rate went down 4.2%, and because labor participation went up and the unemployment rate went down, that's a very, very good thing, and it shows a little bit of strength building in the economy. The other thing is wages are up 4.8%. That's a significant move up. Wages are up dramatically. That's why more people coming back into the workforce. The more people that come into the workforce and get those higher wages, the more inflation is going to be here to stay. That will get passed along to the consumers. But wages are up. So the consumers are more likely to be able to still continue to go about their business and, and buy and pay those higher prices that are being passed on to them. That also, I, I was going to say, exacerbates inflation. Sound like that's necessarily a bad thing, but it does do that. So, it, it, in other words, it allows inflation to stay around a little bit longer. Why shouldn't it be staying around if you are going about your business and shopping and buying uh, gasoline and food and all those things like you normally do? Because you can afford it. You're able to do it. And that's a good thing. So I would say this is relatively good news. Does not mean, listen to me now, listen. It does not mean you go jumping into the market. We still need to be mostly on the sidelines. I get calls every day. People want to get in. I don't know why. It is the most baffling thing to me in, ever that at this point in time, in our economy, people are calling wanting to get into the market. I, I just I just find that amazing. Uh, I've been saying, I think we need to be on the sidelines. Nobody cares about what I'm saying, but they'll care if they get in and we have this bubble finally burst. Then they'll say, oh, oh, you never said to stay, in, to stay on the sidelines. No, I've been saying it for the last three months. Um, how do you get there? I don't know. That means you might have to sell something. In other words, you got to have a bigger cash position. And you need to not be, why are we so anxious to get in at all-time record highs when things are moving? Look, it doesn't change. One thing doesn't change. We've got markets. I'm not talking about the economy. We have markets that are in bubbles right now. Everything is highly inflated. Lots of overvaluation. There are some good values, but lots of overvaluations. So, I, you know, you do what, you do what you want to do. You can get in if you want. You can... Stay, you know, I got all this cash. I sold out. I got to get in. Okay, well, if you feel that way, get in. That's why we have a buy list. Get in. Use the buy list. I had buy list in 2008 at the worst time in 2008. We had stuff on the buy list. I always will. There's always going to be stocks that are going to make the buy list. Always. Just, I, you know, it's the way it is. It's always been like that. So you'll have plenty to buy if you want to get in. But if you're going to ask me, I'm probably going to, you know, I'll, if you're 25, I'm probably going to say, yeah, go in, get in and stay in. But if you're not, I'm probably going to tell you, look, it, you need to be a little bit on the sidelines. One thing that is certain, and we, I heard, I read this this morning, that it is the time to have quality in your portfolio. <clears throat> I said that back in February, 
I said it in March. I said it in spring. I said it not that long ago that we need to have quality in our portfolios. And I'll tell you who is going to be the best, all things being equal. You got all these stock positions, somebody else does, you got about the same amount of money. And that one person moved and has a lot of quality. They're the ones that are going to weather all of this and the other end a lot better. So I'm just saying, you know, I had a person call me some maybe a year or so ago and said, you know, I've been thinking about what you say about expensive stocks and I've decided to make all my stocks the expensive stocks. It's the best thing I've ever done. Uh, it was, it's just been amazing. Look, they're quality stocks if they're expensive, but we can't, we have a mentality that is totally wrong in my opinion. You have a mentality that I've got $5,000 and I want as many stock. I want the cheapest stock I can buy. So I want, I got $5,000 and I want to get as little, the worst quality that I can find. That's what I want to do because the really bad quality I can get, I can pay $5 a share for a stock. For some reason, you think that's good. You don't look at, I got $5,000. Um, so if you had $5,000 and you could put it in a CD for 2% or you could put it in the same term CD for 5%, where would you put it? You'd put it in the 5 Why? Because you only care about making money on your $10,000 that you're putting into the CD. That's all you care about. Well, why should stocks be different? Same thing. How about you just focus on what you're going to make? on your $10,000. You really care that much if you make money off seven shares instead of making money off of 70 shares? That really, you really care even if the money's the same amount? You want to make it on a lot of shares? Come on. Ridiculous. Think about it. We'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning. Welcome back. Financial Issues. I'm Dan Celia. It's great to be here. Uh, we are going to get to calls. It's Rapid Fire Friday. So we are going to get on the phones. We're going to stay on the phones. We ask you to get right to your question. We'll try to get right to the answer, and we'll move on to the next car. We're going to start off with Rob. Rob's calling us from Ohio. Good morning, Rob. 
We don't have Rob. Okay, let me go to um, Cheryl. Cheryl's calling from Arkansas. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. Uh, thank Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. My question sure. is this. Um, let me give just a little background. I'm 75 years old. I'm liquidating some real estate. I have brokerage accounts with Wells Fargo. I have uh, liquid assets that are more than sufficient, and my income is is enough for me to live on. I want to know what to do with the money I'm going to have from this real estate. Since you just said you don't recommend investing in, in stocks at this point. No, I would sit on the. I, I would sit and wait until let's see what happens here as we head into the beginning of the year. I wouldn't do anything now. We're only a month away from. Um, well, well, I'm going to say we're only six weeks away from fourth quarter earnings season for this month, uh, this quarter, and I think that'll give us some insights. So I would I would just sit tight. Uh, when you do get in, I'd probably stay with large cap and some real quality kinds of companies, but I, I think it would be wise to just sit a little bit. Okay. So you would hold it in I, I would a, I would hold it bank account? Yep. If you have a money market account, if you're gonna use um, Wells Fargo, you can hold it there or your money or your bank um, savings. Uh, yeah. That would that would be better yet. Yep. Okay. Thank you. All right, Cheryl. Glad you called. Thank you. Uh, 610-363-1110. Now we have a line open, right? So that's how it goes. 610-363-1110. Let me go to Cliff. Cliff's calling us from Texas. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Um, sure. My question is, um, uh, how certain are you uh, that of a, either a takeover and or exceptionally high taxation on the... Uh, qualified plans like IRAs? Well, I'm not certain about anything uh, in this, in this economy and, and uh, you know, uh, administration. So I've never, I've never said that with uh, any kind of hundred percent certainty. I said that it is certainly a possibility. I think it's a likelihood. I can't tell you when, uh, but I think it's a likelihood if we keep on the road that we're on. There, um, there's foaming at the mouth at the $22 trillion that are sitting in qualified plans. Um, they're going to, they changed the rule two years ago. I changed the rules on uh, Roth and IRAs. I think, I believe, I said it then, and I believe it's true, it was running up the flagpole, changing the rules. Uh, it went splendidly. Nobody complained. Nobody said anything. Uh, wasn't an issue. Wasn't in the news. Nothing. It was a perfect experiment. So um, it, it, it gave them the cover for what else they might do. Uh, it's going to, it gave them precedence for changing all the rules. And uh, it, was, you know, it was a perfect thing. So uh, I think that that is uh, the first thing they had to do. Uh, they did that without uh, a hitch. And I think, you know, I think the odds of it are strong. It's strong enough for me personally to pay a whole lot of taxes now when I'd rather not pay it. So I, I but I, but again, um, you know, <clears throat> there is no possible way, whether they do it or not, that making the move out 
can hurt you. There's no possible way. It's a win-win situation, in my opinion, no matter what. You're not saying, well, yeah, now I got to pay tax. No, no, no. You always had to pay tax. You're going to pay the tax on that money, no matter what you do. Now, maybe it'll be when you're much older. Maybe it'll be your heirs. Somebody is going to pay a lot more tax uh, sometime down the road than you're going to pay now. So <clears throat> it's a win-win situation, no matter how you shake it. So uh, in my situation, do I want to pay the tax? No, but I, I really don't care. I would rather pay it and do my kids a favor um, or my wife than, than uh, you know, somebody else having to pay it and give me the flexibility to do whatever I want. So I, it's a win-win situation. I'm not sure why, and I know why people wouldn't want to do it because they can't bear the thought of paying the tax. Well, you're paying tax on money that you will pay tax on. You, all you are doing by not paying the tax is postponing the tax because you want to pay more, so you want to wait till they go up, and then you'll pay them. You're going to pay them at some point in time, and it's going to likely be higher than it's going to be now. So you're not... You're, you're not doing something that you, you're not giving up a chance to avoid paying taxes by doing it. Uh, you're just, you know, uh, doing it now why it's a little bit less expensive. So to me, it's a win-win situation. It doesn't matter whether they confiscate or take over or not. Uh, what about the Roth IRA, uh, Dan, uh, that you would know, come out without taxes? Would that be in danger of uh, major changes on that as well? Well, yeah, because it's so qualified money is all going to get treated, um, you know, the same. It's it's still considered what they what the IRS calls qualified money. So uh, the Roth is considered qualified money. The Roth is a bigger deal in that that's going to really hurt them, and they would love. I, I think if they had their druthers, they'd probably attack the Roth first, which they won't. But I think they're going to get after all qualified money at once because the, the Roth account is tax-free. I've been saying for 20 years that was the dumbest thing the government ever did. And one day they're going to wake up and say, oh, my word, what have we done? And I think they're saying that now. Um, that's why they changed the rule that you can't pass it on to your heirs tax-free. Your heirs have to take the money out. Within 10 years, it used to be indefinite and your heirs could pass it to their heirs. Uh, now it's, you know, you got to, you got to get rid of the money. So it is, those rules are going to change because that's tax-free money. That's, that's trillion dollars that they're, they're never, ever going to get tax money on unless they do something about. So, you know, now theoretically it's, well, they got their tax money, but yeah, they, that, that doesn't matter uh, to them. They, they forget that. They forgot that already. So I think it's still at risk. It's not as, but it's a lot easier for us to get that out of the risk than the traditional, because if you've had it more than five years, you can just withdraw it. Now, you're not going to pay any tax. You can just withdraw it and put it in to a brokerage account. Does, does that make the money taxable? Yes and no. It doesn't make the money you have taxable, but remember, now once you do that, if you have stocks in that account and those stocks go up 40% uh, and you sell it, you'll have to pay a capital gains tax on the gain. You, you won't have to do that normally, but you would have to pay the capital gains tax. So that is 
<clears throat> that is adding some taxation uh, to that. Um, but, you know, if you move your qualified IRA money, traditional, not the Roth, if you move that, then maybe just leave the Roth ride and not be concerned about that just, just yet and use that money to spend. That's the money you use for anything you might need. So I would, I would move the qualified money all but what you need to pay your, um, what you need to pay your, your charitable contributions so that you can continue to make your charitable contributions for the next five years anyway, at least, uh, out, of, out of that until they change that rule. Um, that rule is far more flexible. I'd see that rule changing before anything. But um, the, the nice thing about that rule is the left is going to get grief from the left if they change that rule because that's going to hurt, God forbid, Planned Parenthood. It's going to hurt some other, you know, far, far, uh, um, far left uh, ministries. So uh, not ministries, but nonprofits. So, you know, they're not going to they're not going to be as apt to change that. Okay, well, I sure appreciate your uh, uh, response to these questions, Dan. That's very helpful. And uh, Thank you. And I, 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 I appreciate your, what you do. Thank you, Cliff. I appreciate that. God bless you. Um, let me go to, how much time do Yeah, let me go to Debbie in Tennessee. Hey, Debbie. Hey, Dan. This is Debbie. Um, yes. I talked to you about two weeks ago about my Toyota Camry with 250,000 oh, yeah, sure. miles. and. Yeah, this week it, it's not cranking, and it says it's something to do with my hybrid battery. So now we're in a quandary. Do I buy a new vehicle, or do I buy a used vehicle in this market? Well, it's very hard to get a used uh, vehicle, and I'm a little concerned about what you get. I will say this. If you buy a used vehicle, I, I would rather buy a used vehicle because used vehicles are a lot less money, and the depreciation has already happened. And so I, but the problem is they're so expensive right now. They've gone up dramatically. And, you know, I have a friend who's a car dealer and he said, we don't even want to quote people prices on new cars because the used prices are so expensive and um, they're almost as expensive. You know, the two year old cars are almost expensive, as expensive as the new, new vehicle. So it is, uh, I, I would, I would say if, don't ever buy a news uh, a new vehicle a used vehicle without getting a Carfax on it. Number one, please don't ever do that. Uh, no matter how good it looks, or no matter how good somebody's telling you it is, because it might have come from one of the flood areas in the country or one of those. That's the thing I'm most uh, fearful of that that we've had a lot of floods this year. So you got to be careful of that. Um, so don't don't do that. But I think that. You'll probably get a better deal on a new vehicle if you're financing it, which I believe you are. You're you're uh, probably get better. You're going to get better rate on your financing on a new car, and your payment may be very close to being the same. So, uh, from a cash flow perspective, it may be uh, more advantageous to get a new vehicle if you can All right. find one. That's yep. Great. Thank you. All right. Blessings. You're welcome, Debbie. Thank you. I appreciate that. Blessings to you. Let me go to, um, oh, we're coming up on break, so we're going to break. we got a line open. 610-363-1110. All right. Um, that was pretty good. I got a little long there, but we're going to keep trying to move quickly. 
It's Rapid Fire Friday. So uh, stay with us. We're going to stay with phones. And uh, we'll keep the, uh, the queue filled. And we'll keep getting to your questions. All right. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Financial Issues. Rapid Fire Friday. I'm Dan Celia. 610-363-1110. We'll be right back. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. Financial Issues. I'm Dan Sirius. Rapid Fire Friday. That was uh, Seth asked me there at the break how Bible study was this morning. And, um, you know, I said it was, it was good, I guess, you know, you never, I don't really know. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to myself, you know, so I don't really, uh, I just, I just pray God's leading as we go through the word and, and I try to, uh, there's some things that I always try to, uh, point out. I was just saying, you know, I got so many encouraging emails this morning, you know, it's always those times when I think eh, it was okay. You know, I, I guess I, but I know God doesn't waste waste our time. And I know that somebody's being ministered, but you know, no, most of the time you never know who it was. I got a great email from a number of emails. They were all good. So I thank all of you for that encouragement because it really does encourage me. It's what, you know, it, it, it's the kind of encouragement that gives you energy to keep going. You know, it really does. And, uh, it, it just, uh, people always say, you know, how, how do you do so many things? I, I, I really believe it's just encouragement from everybody that, that I, th- I think when you are doing things with a purpose and doing things um, of God and for God and, and, you, and you're encouraged, it really, it really does uh, give you uh, just an added sense of energy. Uh, a fellow by uh, Greg was his name who sent me a really nice email, and I thought, you know, wow, it's so neat because I think of things as I study through, and I say, you know, I don't know if anybody will get this, but, you know, when you hear somebody getting it and, and realizing that you communicated it, that God allowed you to communicate the very thing, one of the things that I was hoping that people could grasp and get a hold of, and then you hear that, it is so encouraging. It's, it's really a confirmation that God has been in that whole, that whole morning but more importantly, all those mornings every week, every day this week, you know, leading up to uh, the Friday morning, you know, to our, our Bible study on Friday morning. So uh, 
it is such a blessing to hear that. You know, all, anybody, uh, there are so many people that have mentioned and, and have, uh, uh, you know, emailed me this morning. Thank you. I, I appreciate it so much because it does give you the energy uh, to keep going just like it does here. Uh, you know, I've been doing this, 20, you know, in February, it'll be 26 years. And, you know, it is, uh, it is hard. I'm not going to deny that there are some mornings that it is really hard, uh, some days or some weeks. There are usually weeks that are very, very low news weeks. There are weeks in the middle of the summer and, you know, that week uh, between uh, the 20th of December and uh, the the first of January, where just there's there's no the kind of news that I'm looking. You know, economic news is nothing. There's just nothing there <clears throat> in those time periods. There's some rough weeks there, some rough days. But all in all, it is such a joy uh, to be able to help people. And so um, I talked about at the board meeting as as we were talking about the um the, the everything that God is giving us to do that I really believe that somebody said to me a long long time ago about the program um I was talking about somebody else you know doing something that similar to what I was doing and uh on this on a same same uh radio station and they said look it's never going to fly because nobody's going to be you. And soon after that, I got a uh, call from a radio network that wanted me to be on the network. I, I won't say who it was, a very big network. You would know who it is. And, um, but they, ha they wanted me to work for them, give up the ministry, and do, do the program. And they wanted to control the production and, and all of that. And I, I didn't think that was the right thing to do. I have a good friend that uh, she is still on that network. I won't say uh, her name either. She's been around a very, very long time. And uh, she said it was the biggest mistake she ever made. You know, she gave up all her. So uh, I decided, I decided not to do that. But, you know, um, one of the things that's, that's interesting is, um, you know, uh, this is a, this is a ministry and out of this radio program that I managed to keep has uh, uh, created an entire ministry for the work of God, whether it be FISM News or so many other things. You're going to see some of that on the partner side of the website. I thought you were going to see it this morning. I was all ready to promote it, but I couldn't get the video. <clears throat> we couldn't get the video on the uh, commentary section. So uh, we have somebody working on that. So it'll probably be up there later today. But... Um, just a thank you to show you some of the things that we are doing. But anyway, um, it is a blessing. It's such an opportunity. And there's no better place to be to serve God. But anyway, I was saying at the board meeting, you know, one of the, one of the uh, unique parts of what we do and what, what, why it can't be imitated uh, to a certain extent here at Financial Issues anyway, uh, is that we don't, I don't have an agenda, you know. And I think that's the ticket. You know, it's just, I just don't have an agenda. I don't, I don't care. I'm not trying to. You know, uh, I'm not trying to make people happy. I'm not trying to make people mad. I'm not trying to <clears throat> make people uh, feel stupid. I would never want to do that. <clears throat> or or uh, sell them something or ask them to do something that is going to benefit us. I, I don't do that. I've never done that. I've always prayed that I would never have to do that. 
And I think that brings a certain legitimacy <clears throat> to, uh, to what we do. So it's really, it's really a blessing. Dan, that's awesome. Uh, if I could just jump in on some encouragement with that too. You know, I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary here. Today's actually exactly 11 months since I started, and it has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm not just saying that to try to make the ministry look good or anything. It's been such a joy being here, and this ministry's blessed me so much, and I'm just so thankful for you and your leadership, and I hope that our listeners can understand that too. So mm. thank you, Dan. Yeah, that's, that's good to hear, Seth, and it's always encouraging to hear that we have such an amazing team. I mean, I mean, really, I, I don't, <clears throat> I'm sure there are others, but you know how you always think, oh, it can't be anybody that ha I mean, we have such a, a good, strong focus team that so many people, so many people are on the same page, but more importantly, on the same page with, with Christ and on the same page, uh, you know, that, that um, our focus is all in the same place. And, you know, I've always said, I've lived, I've lived my Christian life uh, desiring never to be unevenly yoked. I had an opportunity to be a partner in a, uh, to be in a partner in a really, really good business. As a matter of fact, uh, it has been, uh, amazing business, uh, that this was about 15 years ago and I, I didn't do it. I wouldn't do it because they weren't believers. The other two guys weren't believers. And, and I just didn't feel like it was something that I wanted to do. I didn't want to have an unequal, you know, an unequally yoked, relationship, uh, with, with business partners. And I don't want that with them, with people that are working in the ministry, anybody working in the ministry, you know, we can't have that, you know, it's, it doesn't work, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work well because they don't understand. They're not going to be able to understand where we're coming from. It's a big difference. Yeah. So, uh, I appreciate that. And we do have a, an amazing, an amazing workplace, uh, uh, place and very, um, uh, you know, we've got gr great people that, are all trustworthy and uh, evenly yoked, and it's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So thanks. All right, 610-363-1110. Uh, let me go to Rob in Ohio. Rob, you there? Yes, Dan. Okay, we Good got morning. you this time. Sure. Yes. <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> first, I just wanted to tell you that my heart is full of love this morning. I love okay, Freeborn. Good. I love India Partners. I love being your partner. And I love your app. Thank you very mm. much. Thank you, Rob. That's great. That's really great to hear. Thank you. Um, so, so I, I'm on the sidelines right now. I've got about uh, got twenty five thousand dollars in cash in um, Fidelity waiting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm obeying what you're saying as far as waiting on the sidelines, not getting impatient. I've, I haven't invested anything yet before. Um, okay. When will I know when it's time to pull the trigger and, and what, what, how will I know what to buy? So, you know, you'll know, I'll, I'll probably, um, send out an email like I've done before where I'll say, you know, the, the, I think it's time, you know, I think that we can get in. I think we can start going back to our, Oh, you know, our asset allocation model and start, start getting invested. Um, and I'll probably give some explanation as to why I think that, you know, at that time. And how old are you about, Rob? 51. Okay. So I think that you'll, you'll, and you'll know by, um, you know, I think that you want to focus on 
even when we get back in, I suspect when we're not on the sidelines anymore, I suspect I want everybody to really focus on some quality, anybody, you know, over um, 45 or 50, you know, to make sure that we focus on some quality, some large cap and mid cap stocks. And I will have a, at that time, uh, I'll have a priority list on my commentary on my website. So I have a, pro- a priority list and I'll say, these are uh, three, maybe four, but these are three sectors that you need to start in. So if you're putting new money in the market, money that's never been in the market, these, this is where you ought to start. You ought to start you know, in these three sectors. Um, and so I'll have that there, you know, it might, I don't know what it will be, but, um, you know, that's what we have right now. We have four priority sectors on the, on the website. Um, so that'll, that'll start to give you some idea of where you're going to start. You're going to start in those sectors with large cap, mid cap stocks, and there won't be that many on the buy list to choose from. So you won't be too confused. You'll be able to get right into it. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate your encouragement and your partnership, man. That is great showing the love. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. Well, oil's up uh, three and a half, actually 3.6%, so up significantly, 68.93 right now, 68.93 pushing towards $69 a barrel. Brent crude oil's at 72.30. That's also up 3.7%. Nat gas is up 2.8%. So Nat gas has uh, been on a little bit of a run as well. As we look at the indices, now everything's along the flat line, uh, except for maybe the Russell 2000. The Russell 2000 is up about, getting close to half a 1%. Volatility index is way down, and that's good news. But... Um, not not a lot of movement even after the uh, the horrible job uh, non farm payroll uh, numbers that came out two hundred twenty no no, no two hundred ten two hundred ten thousand um, um, non farm payrolls that's that's uh, pretty weak to say the least but um, you know markets are kind of kind of hanging their own it's probably going to be a relatively quiet day hang, uh, going into the weekend. 
uh, tomorrow, of course, Monday being the first full week of December. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. They're going to be watching. Everybody's going to be looking on uh, Sunday night, Monday, going to be looking at retail sales numbers and what they are looking at. So that's where we are right now. I also want to mention to you folks, and I mentioned this yesterday, I don't know how many of you heard the interview with Matt Staver yesterday from uh, Liberty Council. It was during the second hour or so. If you're first hour people, you didn't hear it. Uh, it was it was a great interview. You can go back and listen to it, but uh, we'll probably replay it here in the next day or two. But um, right now, you know, we Liberty Council is facing almost what looks like insurmountable, um, insurmountable uh, work. I mean, really, uh, they've been working twenty four seven. They're weary. They're tired. They've been working hard, and they've got a five hundred thousand, half a million dollar for dollar match, and um, it is amazing. Someday, maybe we'll have a match like that. We've never had a. Uh, match like that, but it is amazing. And but it is a dollar for dollar, so they're not getting the five hundred thousand. They're getting whatever they get, and they have until December thirty first to get it. So this would be the time when you think about your year end giving. Uh, think about we're thinking about faith, family, and America, and I hope that we at Financial Issues cover a lot of faith and a lot of family. Uh, we know preborn covers family, and we know uh, the faith of the Great Commission of reaching the ends of the earth, India Partners, and uh, Liberty Council really fighting and helping America. And you know th- this is a this is a group uh, uh, Samaritan Ministries. Um, you know there's they're they're not a ministry in that you would donate, but something you need to be thinking about uh, coming alongside of. So. We we uh, we would just ask you, you know, participate in that match. If you're thinking about your year-end giving and you're thinking about um, some of the ministries here on our platform, I know so many people, uh, like thousands, that only do what we do. I mean, they, they stick with the platform. I have somebody that told me they've made their giving so much easier. They just don't do it. They, they only give to the things that we we talk about. And uh, they're not giving to anybody else because it just makes it easier for them. They know they don't have to think about whether they're trusted, whether they're you know sound, whether they're good, whether they're doing a great work. They know that we've done that work for us. They have a great deal of trust in us, and uh, it is it, it is a great thing. And you know here we are. Uh, you know we've got four ministries here that are all working together as one. It's called unity in the body of Christ is what it's called in case you wouldn't know what it's called because it doesn't happen too often. So you might miss it. I don't want you to miss it. It's unity in the body of Christ. There's a lot of power in it, uh, the power of, of Christ. And uh, there's, there's any, we can do anything with that. So we're really excited and we're saving thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of babies. We are feeding the poor, the hungry, uh, the, the downtrodden. As a matter of fact, I got a text from John uh, Sparks uh, this morning. Uh, there's one of the villages that we serve, uh, all of you and, and I and India Partners. Um, there's a woman who is one of the patriarchs of the village. She is a Hindi, a Hindi that converted to Christianity. So she's under a lot of persecution. But 
she lost her husband. She's a widow. And she lost her everything. Everything either burnt down or was uh, uh, intentionally uh, burnt out. And she has nothing. I mean, she didn't have anything to begin with. Uh, but she she has nothing. So um, John said, boy, if we can help in any way for her, she's an important part of this village. Um, you know, older women like this uh, are revered. And when they're believers, uh, a woman like this can bring more people to Christ in that village than the pastor could ever bring to Christ. So this is really, uh, she's, she's a pivotal part. And if we can do something, Yvonne and I have already uh, done something, but, um, you know, she, they want to they rebuild um, her, her house and give her a place to stay. And um, I, I forget what John said, but it was very minimal what she needed. She didn't need much, but anything we can do. And if you just, if you're going to give, just write widow, uh, in the in the uh, in your comments when you give and and John will know what that's for. All right, six ten three six three eleven ten. Let me get back to phones and go to Rick. Rick's calling us from Texas. Hey, Rick. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Uh, I'm I'm a partner. I'm one of your soldiers, uh, and I right. do whatever you tell me to do. So, <laughs> thank you, brother. Um, thank you, brother. <laughs> I'm trying to understand something here. Uh, I'm an income investor, 70 years old. Uh, I don't need the money right now, so I'm just trying to build my income portfolio. I'm looking at the Timothy funds that are on that, uh, specifically, I guess, TM68 and maybe TM59. Okay. And the yield on those things seems to be very, very low. I was just curious as to their purpose on the income portfolio. Well, they were put on the income portfolio when their yields were much higher. So <clears throat> the uh, income portfolio, when you use mutual funds, ETFs, I would say to a lesser extent, the TPHD or HE to a lesser extent, but uh, mutual fund uh, income, when you have them in the income, it's pretty volatile. So some of the income, first of all, is coming from U.S. Treasuries. Now that's going up, so it's probably going to be, you know, could be up this month in all likelihood. But um, and and where they're using some other bonds or corporate bonds or even some equities in the income, you know, the the dividends are dropping. So that's why, and it fluctuates. It, you know, it's they always fluctuate. They tend they tend not to be um, as consistent, steady as individual stocks. And um, about four to five weeks ago, I've been touring with the idea of taking them off the income portfolio. I mean, not not just those, but all all mutual funds. Uh, keep keep a couple of the ETFs on, but take off the mutual funds just because there now has become better things out there. So we went through a period of time where uh, yields were were really uh, dwindling. This would be about two years ago, <clears throat> and they kept going down or basically being taken away, and there was less and less there. And um, these were still these were still paying pretty decent dividends, and we put them on. But um, yeah, so that's but they're they're not. 
you know, they're just not, they're just not dependable. I mean, they used to be for years. They have been, you know, for the last 30 years, you could not last 30, but, uh, going back five years, the, the 30 years before that, uh, they used to be pretty dependable, but now they just fluctuate too much. Yeah, the high yield was still doing okay. It's just those two that didn't have anything on them. But anyway, yeah. okay, I'll just sit and can wait and see what you tell me to do later on. I'm not in any hurry to do anything with them. I was just curious with that. And, yeah, uh, good. By the way, I think, I think God is blessing you with the talents of the sons is a car because everything I do that you tell me to do succeeds. So thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate you, brother. Um, man, that's, that's, uh, that's encouraging. And I, I don't know. I, you know, as I say, I always pray that I might be worthy to be a son of Israel. I don't know if I am, but I, I, you know, I hope that's the case. You know, I've often said, I wish I tracked it. I never do. I don't write it down. Like I said this on such and such a time. I, I wish I had, but I know some things that I have said that uh, God allows us financial issues to be way ahead of the curve. And it's been like that since 2007. In 2007 is when it started. 2007, November, and late October, November, um, before when everything was great, um, I took a position of about 40% cash in our portfolios. Now, I wish I could say I was smart enough to know what was going to happen. I wasn't, and I didn't. Uh, but I knew that 2008 was going to be a very difficult year because it had to be because of all the indicators. There was no possible way that there was going to be uh, anything good happened in 2008. Something was going to give. Something had to crash. A bubble had to burst. Didn't know where it was. Didn't know when it was going to happen. Uh, didn't know there was a financial. I shouldn't say that. I should say I knew and write a book about it. But I, I didn't. 2008 in March, before things started getting bad, Lee, um, uh, Bear Stearns went under. They went. They went, and they didn't get bailed out. Remember that they. Well, they did get bailed out. Actually, they didn't go bankrupt. They got bailed out. In other words, the government forced J.P. Morgan to buy them for a dollar a share. <clears throat> so I panicked when that happened. I knew we were in trouble. And uh, we went about 70, 60 to 70% cash. It was the greatest thing. It was the greatest call we ever had. We've been, we've been calling them like that ever since. It's been just absolutely amazing. And God really got a hold of us then. All right, folks. Uh, if you got to leave... I hope you don't. We got two more hours left. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Our principles and standards. We will never give away our freedom. We will never abandon our belief in God. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
we in America should be grateful to God for the blessings he's given us. Don't let anyone tell you that America's best days are behind her. We have got to fight for this nation because I believe with all my heart this nation is in fact one nation under God. You know, I was just thinking, I was listening to that opener, you know, I never listened to it. Billy Graham and Ronald Reagan. I don't think it gets a whole lot better than that. But anyway, um, we we have uh, Craig Haggart with us. We're going to forego our news break uh, that we do here and and just uh, spend uh, the time here with Craig uh, talking about some commodities uh, for our ranchers, our farmers, our and some investors. And uh, Craig, welcome. Thanks for coming on. We sure appreciate it. You know that. Well, um, well, thank you. I was just thinking we're going from Billy Graham and Ronald Reagan down to Dan and Craig. Uh, I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <step> back. <laughs> what a tough act to follow. What a tough act to follow. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, brother. Um, yeah. Good. <laughs> um, Craig, you know, I'm thinking about the, uh, the uh, supply chain, and you know, we hear so much about that, and it's got. I know it's impacting. Uh, grains and mo- I'm, I'm just thinking about moving. I'm thinking about moving uh, uh, grains, rail cars, trucks. Um, are you seeing? Is that adding? Is that causing uh, inflation to commodities right now, and and causing a problem? I, I think what we're seeing, and and um, just from a from a personal perspective, in in the month of November. Um, the, the company that I work for, we loaded 22 trains of grain during during the month, uh, which which is a lot of grain and a lot of movement. Uh, what we found are finding is that um, rail is not performing real well. There were some cases where we'd load a train, and, and in one case, it sat there for a week before they came to pull it. That was heading to a, a feed mill in North Carolina that that ran out of feed in the meantime. And of course, animals like to eat every day. So there's, there's been a lot of problems with that. What we are seeing now is that um, with elevators, especially during the middle of harvest, plugged or really full of grain and needing to get trains in to, to move the grain out so they can accept more farmer grain. Um, and, and so there was kind of a, a, a two-tiered market perhaps there was if, if the trains were moving and you could get immediate uh, train, it would trade at one price. If it was more of a you know ship, ship sometime in the next two weeks, it would be another price. So it's it's definitely I, I think the the rail situation has um, has certainly complicated harvest for for producers. It's complicated um, you know production flow on on the other end as well. In some cases, actually running feed mills out of grain when when they desperately needed it. So it's definitely been, but anything but smooth there. What about fertilizer? I know that um, you had mentioned to me about uh, tariffs being placed on some some fertilizers. Uh, it seems like by our government, it seems like a horrible timing. And what's that going to do to the availability? Uh, is it? Is it? I mean, we don't have that much. Any, you know, we're struggling. That's right. Availability is a, is a huge issue. Uh, and, and we've, you know, we've talked the last couple months about that price. Uh, nitrogen fertilizer, UAN, is, is a product that, that we really need for corn production. You know, last month we were at real high levels. Since we talked a month ago, it's up another 26%. Uh, and okay. hydrosomonia up 33% from the last time we talked. 
think the national average right now for anhydrous is $1,308 per ton, which is the highest national average price we've ever seen for that product. And then on Wednesday, we had the Commerce Department come out and announce that they're probably going to put duties on uh, the nitrogen fertilizer that's coming from Russia and from Trinidad and Tobago um, because they, uh, the accusation was that, that those two nations have been subsidizing it unfairly and, and basically getting it in here cheaper than the competition. And um, so they're going to slap duties on that, which, of course, is going to get passed on to the end user um, and just yeah. going to accelerate uh, that price even even more. Wow. Um, I, I, I guess, is there a threat that next spring could be, uh, we could see a lot less acres planted? You know, I, at this point, uh, nothing that we're seeing indicates that. In fact, what really scares me, uh, Dan, is there was a University of Illinois study that came out earlier this week they're actually predicting the corn acres will be up 3% over this past year, which oh, wow. really doesn't make sense when we look at uh, the fertilizer constraints. Right. And not just fertilizer, but the chemicals, the crop protection. Uh, glyphosate, for example, um, is, is in very short supply, it seems like. So there's some real big issues with that supply chain and having the, the fertilizer and chemicals that you need for that crop. So I think that'll have an impact, um, but the studies right now would indicate that uh, we're going to be going full speed ahead on, on acres. Now, if that happens, my, my worst fear probably is that producers don't exercise good risk management. You end up buying fertilizer at these high levels, for example, and don't sell any grain against it. And you get to next fall, and we do have a record crop in South America and increased acres here in the U.S. And, uh, you know, right now, I think the December 2022 futures are at about $5.5 a bushel for corn. You know, we get into a situation a year from now where harvesting corn, we're at 380 a bushel or something, and, and we've used all these high-priced imports. It it could be really, really bloody from a bottom-line perspective. So I guess my encouragement to producers would be if you're, if you're booking fertilizer at these levels, maybe sell enough bushels of new crop corn next year to offset that cost. Because there's the possibility this could turn into a kind of a worst-case scenario where you pay way too much for the imports and then have pretty cheap prices when – uh, a year from now, harvest rolls around. So I guess I, I guess that ca- that happens even no matter. I, I know there were some issues with soybean coming out of Brazil this year, right? And 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 I th- I thought that was going to help us. Is that helping us or no? You know, there was some uh, some weather concerns there, but at this point, it it doesn't really seem to be helping us. In fact, if you look at um, uh, it's usually us in, in Brazil that are competing for that Chinese business. Uh, right now, as we look at exports, outside of the two years where we had the trade wars, uh, where, where they were really heavily going to China, uh, this is the lowest uh, Chinese purchases we've had, with the exception of those two years uh, in, in decades. So uh, right now, it, it seems like Brazil has been very aggressive in selling, and it looks as if the crop, that this year's crop, is going to get harvested a little bit earlier than normal. Uh, so I, I believe if I, if I looked at November, I believe they sold 2.1 million metric tons more to China this year than they did a year ago. And, of course, those are bushels that they pretty much directly took away from the United States. So Brazil's been kind of puzzling. Uh, there was definitely weather issues there, but 
um, based on the performance we're seeing, they maybe weren't as severe as, as what people had thought. So how's, how is some all of this affecting, you know, the feeding of, of our cattle and hogs? That's got to be um, being impacted as well, right? Yeah, it, it is. I think, uh, obviously, with, with the crop that we're coming off of, and it looks like we probably set a national record for the biggest yield ever. I think uh, the USDA currently has this at 177 bushel an acre on corn. Um, the, there's going to be plentiful supplies, assuming that uh, the railroads perform and, and get it to the, the end user. Um, but if there is a change, we're probably we're definitely in a higher price environment. Um, and so the, the, the cost of that corn compared to what farmers were paying or ranchers were paying a, a year or so ago to feed the, the cattle or the hogs or the chickens is, is, is certainly higher than it was. So that is, I'm sure, having an impact. So you think that the beef prices and the, and the pork prices, uh, even, even poultry, is that, is that primarily a supply chain bottleneck more than, more than anything else right now? You know, it, it was initially, uh, we saw, you know, where it was a year and a half ago when this thing was, was really blowing up. Yeah. That yeah. You just, you couldn't get, you couldn't get kill space <clears throat> for the animals. Uh, right. I think, I, I believe that we've kind of worked through that. I don't think that's the, the issue, uh, nearly like it was a year and a half ago, Dan. Yeah. Craig, I sure appreciate, uh, you and all that you do for us, for the ministry and for our great farmers our ranchers uh we we appreciate it so much uh i know they do thank you so much greg uh, greg you have a great great uh christmas if we don't talk to you sooner hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, welcome back. Financial issues. I'm Dan Seward. It's great to be here. We're going to get right back to phones 610 363 1110. Let me go to Wes. Wes is calling us from Arkansas. Hey, Wes. Hey, sir. How you doing? Good. Okay, uh, quick question. Uh, my company's up for sale. So I know if another company buys it and I get to continue a job with them, I can roll my 401 into that company. My question is, can I roll my 401 into like a personal account? Yes. You should be able to roll, roll your 401k into 401 into a... Uh, you can do one of two things. You can roll it into an IRA account at, you know, at a brokerage account. You should be able to do that. Or, uh, you know, and then from there, you can start putting it over into a personal or brokerage kind of account. Um, you know, you'd have to pay tax on the money that you move there. But um, if you're you're a little, I, I'd rather you not do that. I, I don't know. I hate paying the temporary because... If you start moving that over into a brokerage account, 
because you're not 59 and a half, you'd have to you'd have to uh, pay a 10 percent penalty. But uh, yeah, you should you you can do whatever you want with it. I assume. I mean, most companies, I think they kind of have to give you that option if they're shutting one down and asking you to move to another. Then the one that they shut down, all the rules that apply to that, like you can't move it into your own account until you're a certain age or until your separation are off, and they and you can do whatever you want. So, um, yeah, you you you'll be able to do uh, whatever you want in all likelihood. Okay. Do you recommend a? Because I don't have a personal account right now. I'm hoping something up. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably recommend that it's going to happen very quickly. If the new company is matching and you are going to participate in that 401, I would probably move it into that. Because if you don't and you move it into your own personal IRA, the money is frozen. You can't con- make any more contributions to it. So the idea of being able to still compound it with more contributions um, is, is, you know, very attractive and a really a good thing to do for it. So I would, I would rather you do that. Um, if, if you can do that. All right. Well, thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, Wes. I appreciate it. 610-363-1110. So we got a line open. It's rapid fire Friday. We're trying to move quick. Let me go to Rebecca in Virginia. Hey, Rebecca. Good morning, Dan. Good Good morning. Thank you for all you do. Uh, I'm a fairly new listener, and, and I appreciate you very much. Um, Thank you. So to the point, um, I will be turning 67 in a couple of days, and all of my money is tied up in two traditional IRAs. Um, with the exception of my Social Security and a, a, a minuscule pension from my deceased husband. So my question is, do I um, leave my money in the traditional IRAs, given the state of things, or do I move them into something else, and what would that something else be? Are they IRAs? They're not in old 401ks. They're in in your IRAs? They are. I rolled um, old 401ks into, into new IRAs. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. So I, I would, um, when do you think you'll be drawing upon the money, uh, Rebecca, where you're going to need to start supplementing your income a little bit? Well, I was hoping to be able to wait until the mandatory date, which would be 72. So that's, Mm -hmm five more years for me. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I probably wouldn't make uh, too many changes. I would roll the two, you know, you want, if you, if they're both traditional IRAs, then you can have them together and you probably should do that. Uh, put them in the same, same account, whichever, whichever one, uh, if you have a brokerage account and they're two separate ones, whichever one's easier for you to work with, I would, I would put them, I would put them both together and I would at the, wherever that place is, I would open up a, a, just a a regular investment account uh, at the same time. You don't need to necessarily put any money in it, but I would at least have the account open. 
and you can get on a schedule maybe of starting to transfer some money every once in a while from one account to the other. Yes, you would have to pay tax on that, but I think it would be a great idea to start that now. And I think it's a great idea to have it open, ready to do, so that if something dramatic happened and you needed to move it over quick, it would be really easy to do. You could just, you know, basically do it over the phone. And um, so I think that you should at, at least do that. I would love it if you could start moving some of it over, whatever you feel you can bear paying taxes on. And I think that would make good sense for you to start doing that. But I, I would, um, I would, you know, put them together into one IRA account and, um, of, and, and begin to invest like an income investor. You don't need the income. You're not going to need it for maybe five years, maybe four, maybe three, but I think it would be good to start building it. Uh, so you're going to, cause it's going to take some time to get everything you have in there producing income. So I think that's the strategy you would take even inside those, those IRAs that they would be, uh, you know, there would be an income strategy there. So follow the asset allocation model for income so that you can start building that. And that would be wise to not do now. It would be wise to get ready, get the accounts together, get them at the same place, open the other account, the investment account, you know, start, start making some moves. And then I think by the time you get all that done, we're going to be in the beginning of January. And I think we'll have a better feel for getting started by then. Okay. So very quickly, um, one IRA is outperforming the other. Um, they're both pretty easy to work with. Um, so would my decision to move them into one or the other be based on performance? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I, I mean, if everything's, you know, all things being equal, then yeah, I would, I would keep the one that is performing better and put the other one into it. Yes, definitely. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you ever right. so much. God bless you. You're welcome. Thank you, Rebecca. Blessings to you too. Uh, let me go to Steve in Texas. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Hey, uh, quick question. I got a uh, 401k with Fidelity. I'm 52. Uh, it's in that 2035 Freedom Fund. And with all the, I may not be ready to do it now, but I'm wondering if we shouldn't put that in some kind of money market or something, because right now it's fully invested. Uh either now or maybe just a little bit into the future. Uh, just what you're yeah, about. I would, I would, um, how long have you had it, Steve? Uh, 20 years. And do you contribute to it? Yes. And get a match. Okay. So I would, I would, I would leave it alone with the exception of 10% of it maybe, maybe a little more. So I don't know if they offer a, uh, a money market or some sort of short-term bond fund, but I think it would be prudent to take 10 or 15% uh, out of it and move it into uh, cash, into a money market account if they, if they offer it. Um, and the reason why I say that is 
it it doesn't really matter if you didn't because you're young and I'm not too concerned. You got a lot more years left to work. But I think if you did it, it would be great. This would be a great opportunity to do it. You could sell some things that are probably up to get that cash. And then if the market does correct and we have that correction, then you can just put that 15% right back in to the fund that you have. The fund that you have is going to be down in a correction. It's going to drop down considerably. And it gives you an opportunity to drop that in there uh, at a low, low number, you know, because of the, do- you know, in dollar cost average, your whole fund. And I think that would be really a prudent thing to do. Okay. Good enough. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Steve. Glad you called. Um, let me go to Kent. Kent's calling from Vermont. Hey, Kent. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Thank you for your Bible study this morning. We, we both enjoyed it. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, I'll try and be as brief as I can. Okay. Uh, my wife and I are looking at retiring um, next June when I'll be 66. Um, we're currently very heavy cash because I've taken some things out of um, mutual funds that were not biblically responsible. And um, it's basically sitting in money markets. Um, I was planning on taking some of those, um, IRA funds and transferring them to uh, just a, a brokerage account. Um, we're currently in the 22% tax bracket. I thought I would go up as high as I could in the 24% tax bracket. Um, but I stumbled upon some, I also have some, uh, about $50,000 in highly appreciated stocks that I've owned for decades. Um, and I was thinking I would sell them before the end of the year, before, uh, capital gains. But then yesterday I stumbled upon what's called the net investment income tax, mm-hmm. which is, um, like an extra 3.8% on capital gains. If my modified, AGI goes over 250,000. So I thought, well, maybe I should stop there rather than the, than the 329,000, which is the maximum at, in the 24%, um, tax bracket. So I, we're talking a a lot of money and a lot of taxes. And I realized that, but I, I guess I was looking for any input you might have on. I think, I think it would be, uh, I think it would make sense to stop short of that. As um, I think that would make the most sense. That's what I would probably tell you to do. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All right. All right, Kent. Thank you. I'm glad you were in our Bible study. I'm glad you uh, were there. Thanks for that. I sure appreciate it. God bless. All right, folks. Um, We'll be right back. Stay with us. We got one line open. Welcome back. Financial issues, 610-363-1110. 610-363-1110. If you want to cue your call up, you're welcome to do it. Good time to do it. It is Rapid Fire Friday, folks. Just give you a reminder there. And every Friday we do this. We've been doing it for 20 years. And every Friday we do a Rapid Fire Friday. And what we try to do 
is we ask you to keep your questions short and pithy and right to the point. And uh, I will try to do the same with my answer and we'll move on to the next caller. We try to get as many calls in as we can. We're moving pretty quickly. So things are working out great. I appreciate everybody's cooperation and we'll move on. Let me go to uh, Rich. Rich is calling us from Arkansas. Hey, Rich. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. I um, wanted to know if I enroll in Samaritan Ministries, how's that going Uh to uh, work against uh, Medicare? I mean, is one going to be treated as a supplemental for the other? Yes. So, which, which way does that go? So, so you would have Medicare, yeah, as your primary insurance, and Samaritan Ministries would be your your backup for anything that Medicare doesn't cover. Now, do I need to set up some kind of a, a health a medical savings account with Samaritan, or will just enrolling telling them? I'm a self-pay and then have a, a cost-sharing benefit. Yeah, uh, yeah they, need- they, yeah, no, you don't need to. I mean, uh, a lot of people have HSA accounts. You can't do it through Samaritan. So right. um, Samaritan, if, if it were insurance, doesn't qualify because it's for high deductible things. Right. But they, when they made the rules that this is the government, when they made the rules, they never, they never talked about HSA account as it relates to health savings uh, uh, accounts, you know, health shaving, savings uh, programs. Um, so health sharing, I'm sorry, programs. So um, a lot of people, uh, I still have my HSA that I had before I had Samaritan. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a good thing to do. You can do that at your bank or wherever you can set it up. But, yeah, um, but yeah I, think it, I, I think it works real good. It's a great, it's a great uh, benefit, uh, you know, to, to have Samaritan as your backup because it gives you total freedom to go wherever you want. Uh, and tell your doctors, hey, uh, money is no object, so don't worry about Medicare. What they don't pay, we'll pay. Um, so it it gives, you know, it gives a uh, good opportunity for you to be a really good steward of your health care, and to be able to go as long as you have as long as you have original Medicare. Um, so because uh, original Medicare allows, you know, uh, it's not bad if you don't have original Medicare, but. <clears throat> you're limited as to where you can go anyway. If you don't have original Medicare, you have to stay inside a network. Um, so it's, it's probably a little bit harder to use in that regard, but yeah. I always recommend people get original Medicare and nothing else, but mm-hmm. most, pe- now, most people, now my, my brother is on Medicare and he just started, uh, he's not on Samaritan, but he just started uh, uh, a health difficulty and he's going to have to have surgery and the uh, he used to have a real good insurance, and now he's just on Medicare, and they relegate him to all kinds of uh, hoops he has to jump through and all kinds of restrictions. Uh, if you tell them you've got the supplemental Samaritan, do they or that you're self-pay or whatever, will they still make you do that and and stay in the, their network and all of that, or, or well, will you be if- able to? 
Yeah, no, you can, I mean, you would be able to step out of the network and just use Samaritans if you wanted to. Uh, so if you have, if you have health advantage or one of those other Medicare things, I don't know what they're calling. You don't have original Medicare. Like your brother doesn't have original Medicare. If he had original Medicare, he could go wherever he wanted to go and, and he wouldn't have to jump through all those hoops. But, um, that's, um, you know, they, they make them sound real good, you know, those other plans. But if you're really sick and want to go to a specialist, you know, forget it. Um, that's, you know, specialist that's out of the network that is. So I, yeah, but yeah, you could go totally on Samaritan. Now there's something else I wanted to ask about Samaritan. You had Twyla Bryce on uh, the other day, and she was talking about this join the wedge, the the doctors that are trying to get away from insurance uh, uh, tie-ups and all that. And some of them, Sandy Rios, and some of them have talked about my free doctor. Uh, Do those people have some kind of a structured uh, payment uh, 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 announcement or, or billing that they can show so that Samaritan would be able to have a figure to pay for them? Well, well, I, I do that, and uh, I don't need any kind of structure. They just give me a bill, and I give it to Samaritan. Okay. There's no, there's no structure if they charge right. whatever they charge. So they treat you like a cash patient, so it's very, uh, you know, you get big, you know, it's very inexpensive. It's, right. it's, but, yeah, no, there, there's whatever it is it is and samaritan pays for it hmm. okay well thanks very yeah. much dan sure thing Pre- all right Rich. appreciate what right. you do and we're partners and have been as much as anything to uh to be supportive of your ministry mm. thank you so much rich i appreciate that god bless it means you. a lot and, god bless and we you. keep you in prayer also you're i know you've got some health issues and and do, uh, yeah. you must have got a lung full of uh agent orange years ago uh, probably that probably that's what I always thought, but, um, yeah. they've, uh, they've almost ruled that out, but they, they wow. don't really know. I don't th- uh, yeah. They yeah. think it's, they think it's something else, but the something else that it is could be from that as well. So they don't know, but anyway, we, we keep you in prayer as often as we think thank you, brother. You. God bless. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. God bless. Take care. Um, thank you. Um, let me go to Tony in Virginia. Hey, Tony. Hey Dan, how are you this morning? I'm I'm doing good, thanks, brother. Good, good. This is Tony Zucker from Winchester, Virginia. Two questions, Dan. The good. second one I'll ask late. Second, because that'll be a rapid fire, I think. But okay, Dan, I was international paper, great company. Uh-huh. They had a spinoff called uh-huh. SLM Selvo Corporation. Yeah. And now I've got 500 here. Should I keep that spinoff? Should I sell it and go back to international paper? Does, does that pay dividends? What's your opinion yeah, I, of, that, of that? I would sell it. <clears throat> oh. I would sell it. Okay, yeah. sell it and back and buy international yep. paper. Okay. But yep. why? Why? Why do they do that, Dan? Well, how come all? Of, I had no hand, no say in it at all. I just I got my paperwork, and all of a sudden I got yeah five thirty five dollars. Yeah, we don't worth it. We don't. Civil. We don't get say in those kinds of things. Um, you know, oh. stockholders, but yeah, I, I, uh, that's one of my biggest positions. Um, you know, I went through it too, but, um, <clears throat> they did it just to, uh, streamline, uh, it was a very good move for them, uh, help them out. 
um, with uh, their bottom line. And it just was uh, too good of a deal to pass up, and that's why they sold it. So I think it was a good thing. Or split it off. I'm good. Yep. I'll sell it as international. We're still biblically responsible, Dan. Uh, yep. They sure okay. are. Yep. All right. Well, then I'll sell it today. I'll call them. Okay. That guy at Charles said uh, I could I could do that. I could yep. I could buy it. I could go back to to it. Will that keep happening to me every year? Will they keep going back to this? Will this happen? No. Every no. Year? No. No. Probably never happen again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then I'll get on the phone and sell. All right. Well, Dan. All right. My second. Thanks, Tony. It'll be a- All right. I'll let you. Yep. All right. Thanks, Dan. God Bye-bye. bless. God bless. Let me go to uh, Herb. Herb's calling us from Florida. Hey, Herb. Hi. How are you, Dan? Thank you for taking uh, my call. Sure. About a year ago, I heard you. Actually, the only time until uh, yesterday, and I just heard you mention the Timothy plan, and I uh, had. Just retired, and I took $171,000 from my 401k and put it into the Timothy plan, and I was surprised. I kind of left it there. It's gone up 26%. So yeah. my, first question, my first question is, should I not bother and move anything around and leave it the way it is? I got it in fixed income, high-yield bond, defensive strategies, Israel common value, and growth and income. Um, are you retired, Herb? I am am retired, yes, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would leave it alone. I would leave it alone unless you need the money. Are you going to be using that money anytime soon? Uh, no, I hope I don't have to use it. Let me uh, also ask, I know it's rapid fire, but let me ask you another quick question that sort of relates to that. I have three houses that are rented. Uh, but I was doing the calculation yesterday. They're only netting me after all expenses. About 2.3%. Uh, it looks good when I get the rental income. For instance, one of them is 3000 a month. But I'm only netting 2.3% when I take into account property taxes and all that. Should right. I sell those and put them in the Timothy plan? Yes. I mean, I, I would. I, you could put it into a utility stock and, and get more than 2.3%. So... I mean, you could you could buy a couple utility stocks and probably get four percent. So you could you could almost double that that return. Yeah, I would I would definitely do that. Doesn't make sense. Okay. All right. Yep. And lastly, right. uh, also since I got a hold of you yesterday, I heard you on the Bible study this morning. It was fantastic. God bless you. Oh, uh, thank you, Herb. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. All right. All God right. bless. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Wow, a lot of people in the Bible. It was it was a uh, yeah. It's just uh, it's crazy what what God is doing with that. I'm not sure why. Makes always makes me a little nervous when uh, when he's doing stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's great. That that's really encouraging. All right, folks. Uh, Six ten. By the way, they're talking about a Bible study we do every Friday morning, six o'clock. Unfortunately, Eastern time. But boy, we got people uh, six thirty, six thirty. But we have people at five thirty Eastern time checking in, and we've got. A number of people on the West Coast that are that are there. Maybe you can check it out one Friday morning. The opinions and recommendations expressed by Dan are his own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of this station or any of the show's sponsors. All right, welcome back, Financial Issues. Folks, we've got an hour and 15 minutes. It's Rapid Fire Friday. We want to keep the board full. 
Try to keep your questions short, right to the point, and I'll try to answer it. Let's get as many people through as we can. As a matter of fact, I'll take calls. I'll give a quick recap when we come back at the top of the next hour, and then I'll take calls in that first segment. So we're going to get a whole nother hour of calls in, and we can get a lot of people in if we can if we can move quickly. So uh, let's let's see what we can do. Let me go to Betty. Betty is calling from Oregon. Hey, Betty. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call, and thank you for all that you do. God bless you. Um, a while back, you had a sell order on F seventy two. And yes. I don't have I don't have that one, but I have one that was similar that ended in in F. I don't know the the uh, number name of it, um, and I and I don't see it on the broad list or on the buy list anymore to get the the code number for it. But it starts with the same letters, but it ends in F versus the Y in F twenty yeah. two. Yeah, I would I would uh, I would sell that. Sell that one. Yep. Okay. All right. That's all I need to know. Thank you so much. All and right. You have a blessed day. Thank you, Betty. I appreciate it. God bless you. Okay. God bless you. Yep. Um, West Coast, you know, Oregon, you know, it's early out there. We don't get that. It's great to, it's great to see. We're, we're hitting all the states today. Let me go to, uh, uh, who's on deck here? Beth. Beth from Oklahoma. Hey, Beth. Hi, Dan. How are you? Good. Um, I had a quick question about my 401k. Um, it's a, from a previous career or previous job. Um, mm-hmm. I'm 39, I'm, and uh, I'm curious about what I need to do with that, with the changes that Biden is kind of looking into doing. Um, do yeah. I need to roll that into something or cash it out, or what do you suggest? Yeah, well, definitely get it out of the 401k and roll it into, okay. an, if, if nothing else, an IRA, a personal IRA account. The, the reason we do that, Beth, is because you need to have options. I don't, you, I don't want you to be tied in to the options that an old company was giving you. You know, I, you need to have lots of other options. Now, I don't know how much it is if it's not a whole lot of money and you can uh, bear it, you could cash it out. But the problem is you're going to have to pay a 10% penalty too. So it's not just the additional tax but you would have to pay a penalty to move it over into, say, a, just an investment account. So, um, it, you know, if it's not too much money, uh, I would be okay with it. I would, I would like to see you begin. It, would be, it could be a great little bit of seed money to start an investment account for you moving forward, and that would be a good thing. But you would have to pay... Uh, the tax and and that that penalty. So what happens is they give you it. They give you a 1099 at the end of the year. You have to report that as an early distribution, and then you'll they'll calculate your your taxes or account uh, calculate how much tax are due on that. Plus it'll be a early uh, distribution, which will assess that 10 percent penalty. But in your situation, being as young as you are and having, you know, uh, if, if it's not a lot of money, then, then I would do it. If you don't want to do it, roll it into your new company's 401k. 
And that way he can still get contributions into it. That would be another option. Okay. If that makes sense. Does that, yes. does that all make sense yes. to you? Okay. Yes, it really does. Yeah. And then a, a quick question. Um, sure. I heard you mention today that um, you were thinking that the agriculture and beef industry were going to hit a couple of your difficulties. Yeah. Um, well, I, <clears throat> yeah, I was talking to our ag reporter and, Craig Haggard and he and I just was wondering what's going to happen to grain feed and grain prices um, between the bottleneck and uh, not this year. I don't think there's going to be an issue this year, but uh, next year, uh, if if we have all these fertilizer problems that we could have, and what mm-hmm. that's going to do, because already we're seeing beef, pork, and and poultry too, but beef especially up dramatically. So are you guys ranching? Do you ranch? We do, yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I just am concerned about the, the uh, number one, the availability of feed and the cost of feed. So Craig says he believes availability is not going to be an issue um, uh, ne- next year. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't see that happening next year. So, um I was I was worried more about that because if we don't have a lot of availability and we've got higher prices on the on the crop because of the cost of fertilizer, which is going through the roof, uh, some fertilizers are up seven hundred percent. So and and getting scarce. So that's why I was asking the question. So um, you're I you know I don't I don't think. I think you you'll be okay for you know this next year I should say for next year um I'm worried about next fall a little bit and that's when it would hit. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I was very insightful. I appreciate it. Thank you much. Good. Thank thank you Beth. I'm glad you called. All right, thanks. All right, All right. thanks. Bye. Let me go to uh Who's on deck here? I can't. Somebody from, oh, oh, Michael. Michael from Ohio. Hey, Michael. Hey, happy Friday, Dan. Thank you. Yeah, just want to say you are a true blessing. Um, Question. I just got this inclination that I need to stop contributing to my 401k and focus on my standard brokerage account. Mm -hmm. How, How do you get a match on your 401k? No, no match. Nope. Yeah. And how long you've been contributing? How, how many years are you from retirement, Michael? Uh, I'm looking at three, three years. Yeah, I would do it. I would stop. I wanted to I would stop and, and put as much, much as you can in your brokerage. Yeah, I would do it. Yes. And I want to get a, an income, uh, your asset allocations for yeah. income started. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great thing to do. Yeah, I would. I would do time, it. Good time to good time to start that. Yeah, I think it would be. Yeah, I think it would be. But hold. Yeah. But hold off until first quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wait till first first quarter next year, and maybe uh, then when you retire too, you get an opportunity to transfer some more monies over out of the four hundred one k into that to yeah. grow that income portfolio. But yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's a good idea. I think you ought to do it. Stop. 
Okay. Yep. Okay. Have a great weekend, Dan. Thank All you. All right. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. 610-363-1110. We got two lines open, folks. We got another hour left. So uh, we're, we're firing too rapidly, apparently. Can't keep up. <laughs> we're keeping ahead of the phones. All right. Let me go to Jim. Jim calling from Mississippi. Hey, Jim. Hello, Dan. Good morning. I just wanted to give you a comment on how Samaritan Ministry and Medicare Part A worked for me. Okay. Um, Medicare Part A does not cost you anything as a citizen of the U.S. Uh, I guess our taxes pay for that. Yes. So uh, my wife and I accepted Medicare Part A. We had been in Samaritan Ministries. Uh, and with that, I can go to any doctor I want. Because Medicare Part A is only for hospitalization. Correct. Um, and recently, uh, I had uh, COVID, took ivermectin, that worked good. But uh, after that, I had uh, pneumonia. So I ended up going to the hospital for the first time. And uh, so Medicare Part A paid for the hospital. Now, all the doctors that I saw while I was in the hospital, were not covered. That wasn't under hospital. Uh, But Samaritan Ministry took care of all the doctor visits. They took care of the ER visit. Uh, It it really worked well with Medicare for hospitalization and Samaritan Ministry for everything else. Mm. Yeah, it is a great, it, it is, it is great. It's amazing. That's a great encouragement to a lot of people. And I, I just would say, you know, if you're looking for a plan, why, I mean, do use God's plan. It's God's plan. It's amazing how it works. And, um, you know, save, you'll save money. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great plan. So that's a great testimony, Jim. I appreciate you calling in because it's going to encourage uh, a lot of people. You know, I know about it. You know about it. A lot of other people are doing the same thing. But, uh, boy, it, it's, a, it's great to hear uh, somebody experiencing firsthand. Uh, unfortunately, I had to experience it. But experiencing it firsthand, it we're really working. That's neat. It's really great. Yes, sir. Thank one, you, Jim. One other thing. Yep, go Thank ahead. Thank you, sir. Go one ahead. other thing you'll never, you'll never find at another insurance company. Every time I would call in and talk about a bill, the person that I called at the end of the call would say, would you mind if I would pray for you? I know. I, let you go? Yeah. I know. It's just great. It's amazing. You, the, the first time that happened to me, Jim, I was sitting and standing in the kitchen with my wife and we were on speakerphone and that guy prayed for us. And when we hung up, I said, I think Etna used to do that with us, right? You know, we laughed about it. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just, am- it was yeah, just amazing. Right. But yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. It is great. Thanks, Jim. Have a great weekend. God bless you. Hey, uh, folks, uh, we'll be right back. We've got more financial issues. We're going to get your calls. We got a whole nother hour left. We got one line open, 610-363-1110. If you got to leave us, have a great weekend, a great day of worship on Sunday. God bless. Jesus said, go sell all that you have. Give it to the poor. Take up the cross. Follow me. It's not your money I want. I want your heart. Thank you for joining us. This has been an FISM production.